Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome back to another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington, or at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. Yeah, welcome back. It is Wednesday. May 5th, we went from May the 4th be with you to Cinco de Drinco Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, let's celebrate some condiments. And you have me to talk about it, you know, because I'm an expert of Cinco de Mayo. Nonetheless, hey, this is Hootball Gaming. Go find us on Twitter, at Hootball Gaming. Go to hoop-ball.com. Check out the free stuff first. That's where you need to start. You get on there, you check out the health and the transactional blurbs. We got people in semifinals and finals matchups for their playoff lives right now. So you're going to need to cap and take advantage of that because that'll definitely make the help you need a lot more accessible for winning your last couple of matchups here. Hoopball has a lot of folks that win their leagues, you know, and it's just off of the tools alone. Fantasy season's coming to an end, but that doesn't mean that you can't be prepping for the offseason. You're going to have 
projections and way ahead of the curve kind of stuff coming from hoopball. We never sleep. And then if you want to take a break from fantasy basketball in the off season, you can always come join the wagering division or the DFS pass, get down on some MLB DFS. I know it's different than basketball, but it's still DFS. If you like DFS, we got the DFS pass. Got to go give the guys a shout out, shout out over there. Give them a shot over there. That's what I was trying to say. And then you got us, $9.99 a month, the wager pass, $0.33 a day, less than an expensive latte a day. Even if you go to Starbucks or a frou-frou shop, like it's it's less than $0.33 a day. Like that's less, that's less, 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 less than a latte. Like it's just the way to put it. Like that's just how it is. I know I can give up something for $0.33 a day. You know, I, I love my soda pop, my beverages, you know. Got a little corner store that I go and get my corn dogs at, my fried food, my gas station food. I can give that up for 33 cents a day. I guarantee it. I can get one corn dog instead of two, and bam, I got my wager pass. The magic of corn dogs. So, today's show, we're going to be doing something a little different. We got someone on who's a little different, a little different voice, a little presence that we aren't familiar with. So don't be taken aback, y'all. We'll just, we'll take it slow. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I've got tons of faith in this guy. He's joined the team, and ever since he has, it's just been nothing but profit. I personally, I was telling him this off air, like I personally follow him and our other guy, Keith, uh, when we just talked about this, he's probably laughing at me right now. Ginsburg, Ginsburg, Jen Ginsburg. That's what I'm just going to say. And... Keith and Riley, we're going to have Riley on today, but Keith and Riley just killing the prop game for us in the NBA. Just absolute easy ticket cashing. I I don't think I've ever had as many sweat-free bets since I started betting Riley and Keith's prop betting. Um, You know, I sweat so much, it seems like, whenever I put my stuff and my plays together. But then I go and follow a prop bet, and it hits in the first, like, quarter and a half almost every time. I'm just like, well, what the hell? Like, I got to practice. 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 We're talking about practice, Riley. How are you doing today, bud? I am good. How are you? Doing well. And, folks, just so you know, this is Riley Sorbo. R-I-L-E-Y. Now, is there an underscore in your Twitter handle? There is an underscore. Yes, that's what I thought. And his last name, Sorbo, which is really cool, by the way. It's almost like Sorbet. I know. Sorbo, Sorbet. I've actually worked in, the, in an ice cream shop for a while, so <laughs> it, it, it kind of worked out. That <laughs> is <high> just <laughs> phenomenal. Like, you know, that would be like if, because uh, my last name's Ellington, so if I became a jazz musician, it'd be like that. You know, Duke Ellington, Devin Ellington sorbo sorbet it, it's it just, all connected it just man. fits it's perfect for the business exactly yeah yeah i think honestly i think we got the two cool i uh, i was gonna say that but you got freaking vince's last name is miracle miracle that's pretty i was gonna say like we we have like pretty cool last names but i mean the the guy, vince's last name is miracle and he's a sports betting analyst like it's you can't get better than that. Yeah. In, yeah. Unless it was like Profit or something. Yeah. Like if his last name was like Vince Profit. Like, Vince Profit. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might as well be. 
or locks or locks yeah yeah oh the last names of sports bettors (laughs) i'm just gonna change all my kids names to like some sort of like thing you know like periscope periscope go be a sailor or something a submarinist it'll be meant to be yeah you know pick their pick their career for them with their name manifestation yeah nah my kids get to do whatever they want. Yeah, whatever they want. Change their last names. I would. I don't know. I say that they're six, six, five, and one. So it's like if they get to the eighteen-year-old mark and like they want to change their last name, I'll probably be a little butthurt about it. So check back yeah. with me in eleven years, and we'll find out. So, well, Riley, we got. Um, we're going to talk, of course, basketball, because we usually do when I have a co-host on, if it's just me, it's straight diamond talk. I do throw some loose NBA stuff out there. Just news, uh, just little stuff. Nothing. I don't do a ton of deep dives in NBA right now for reasons of which you and I spoke about audibly off air, a lot of volatility, which is why I like that about 90% of my NBA betting right now is the prop bets that we have within the hoopball team because it just minimalizes and reduces risk. It gives us more value uh, value in a sample size of a more individualized package of bets. And I think when we have sharp minds on it, like you and like Keith, like there's just so many no brainers. You know, we're already talking about the Valachunas over 15 and a half points in the Discord right now. Um, speaking of which, folks, if you are not a part of the premium, the best reason to do so is the Discord. I have the most fun in the Discord. I learn the most in the Discord. And I'm the hoopball gaming division leader, and I learn from so many people in the Discord. So, Riley... Do you, off the immediate bat here, are you looking at that Valanchunas play and are you thinking there's value in that? Have you even looked at it? I totally just put you on the spot. I do think there is some value in that. I, um, I think that the, the Minnesota Timberwolves have been pretty much terrible to most teams. Um, I was also looking at, uh, Carl Anthony Towns for that game though because I don't think that the Timberwolves um, or I don't think the Grizzlies really match well against size and bigs have been dominating against them so I would maybe look at some Carl Anthony Towns props as well I like that call Um, you know and it's just it's the small little observations that create diligence and when you look and you see how terrible the Grizzlies are against big men, you I mean, you probably wouldn't expect it because, A, you've got big guys in there like Valanchunas. But you look at Valanchunas, and I love him. He was on my fantasy team this year. He's an offensive guy. Like, he's a finesse guy. You know, he was, he was that in Toronto. And, you know, um, that's just how he is. He's, he's a really savvy post player. Great passer, great teammate. Not a huge, strong defender can be less aggressive at rebounding from time to time yeah, for a center. He's pretty slow on defense, which yeah. definitely hinders some of his uh, some of his numbers and just 
just people like uh, Jokic and everyone have been dominating. Yeah. It's just crazy to see the influx and the change of the numbers for big men and the focus of what they are doing within an offense. It's just, it's, it's interesting to see how these big men are playing in the NBA now. And I was honestly shocked that it was at 15 and a half for Valanchunas, not because I'm a good props better myself, because <laughs> we've just talked about that, but because I had him on my fantasy team and I saw on a day in day basis, you know, what he was capable of doing, what he was doing, where his suits uh, were in a strong sense in a weak sense, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm going to have to get down on this Valanchunas action and, you know, I'm into it. Grizzlies, Timberwolves, I'm going to look into that cat stuff with you. Like I said, the prop betting world is my oyster, thanks to Riley and to Keith. So I just kind of listen to what they say, and I just typically roll with it. Now, Riley, when you – I think we've recently talked about this, or you answered a question in the Discord, but I think I saw it popped up or asked. But when you're looking at a card – do you go into that card with a certain player in mind or someone you're curious about, or do you look for a specific game first? Do you start at the first? So for me, I look from top to bottom, what games start first all the way to the nightcap. I like to go in order. Some people just kind of let it speak to them. What, what, what's your take? Um, so Typically, I, I kind of like to go top to bottom like you, um, kind of just scroll through and see if there's anything that kind of pops out to me, any numbers that are out of, out of place. Um, but from there, I, I really like to break it down by matchups and kind of like I was mentioning with the Grizzlies and their play with the big men, um, look for key matchups where uh, the Bucks, for example, they give up tons of threes to guards. They're terrible against the guard for whatever reason. Um, Drew Holiday was brought in for that reason, and they're still terrible. But I do tend to go kind of just game by game, see if there's any. I do kind of make my plays later in the day. I tend to wait for injuries and all of the – weird NBA things that have been happening this year. But like we kind of talked about, I'm really excited for the playoff-ish basketball that's going to be starting here soon. Yeah, it definitely removes the tone and an amount of that uh, volatility, you know, that poison kind of just up to the last second to tip off like NBA just – crap like I don't that's my best way of explaining it right now in the and we see it throughout gambling Twitter and on Twitter it's it's just tough to hear about player news when it's five minutes before a game and that that just kills you and your whole your whole the whole like you said the NBA needs accountability I think especially in this part of the season you know, there's got to be something they can do. Like they, they, I don't know. It, it, but it just, I'm not saying it's killing the sports betting market, 
but like it's making it to where people can't place a confident bet more so in the early parts of the day. And for those of you who aren't very familiar with prop betting, you know, you heard Riley talk about it, but these kinds of plays aren't early in the day, lock it in kind of things. You know, these are going to be more or less, let's look and see how the teams are looking. Let's look and see who's in, who's out. Um, Because last thing you want to do is take a, let's, for example, um, take a Reggie Jackson over points and assists prop because we think that Kawhi and Paul George both, for sure, based off of what we heard through the organization and the league and Twitter, are 99.9% out. And then six minutes come tip off, you got Paul George, either Paul George and or both Kawhi Leonard in. And it's just like, we're not telling you to wait five minutes to tip to bet, but we're just saying there's a little, little more uh, patience to be had with prop betting. You got to, you got to just make sure you get all your nuggets. You got to make sure all your ducks are in a row because you want your guys to go out there and get all those points and stats that you need. So with that, I would like to go ahead and talk a couple of NBA games. I'll start with Boston, Orlando, just because it's the first one. And you're shaking your head yes, so maybe you have a – I think you have a play here. So that's good. Um, all right, so I'll just stop it there. You, ha- you have at it, bud. You let us know what you're thinking about on this Boston-Orlando game. 218.5 is the total. Minus 11 for Boston. Potential blowout. But what's your thoughts here? You know, I'm, I'm thinking Boston probably does have the edge. I don't know if I'm quite comfortable laying the 11. Um, but I, I do like a player prop in this game. I, I think that... Let me get my pen ready. A, I think it's going to be an Evan Fournier night. Mm. And he, he's here in a revenge game back in Orlando where he played most of his career and his prop is only 15 and a half points. He, he went five of eight, his last game and he, or I think he went, I think he scored even more than that, but he scored more efficiently than he has all season with the Celtics. And he's finally starting to come to with the team and he's playing against his old team. So I'm, I'm liking his threes over two and a half. And I'm like an Evan Fournier over 15 and a half. And to a further point, he's playing his old team who is significantly worse than what they were when he was on it. <laughs> I, I mean, talent wise, they they're right up there with the thunder and being one of the worst teams in the NBA for sure. Yeah. It's um, it's bad in Orlando. It's bad. <laughs> it's, it's really sad. It's sad to see it go. Yeah. Because, I mean, they were just, like, right there with Steve Clifford for, like, five years. And it just – I blame it – I don't blame it because that sounds bad. But I uh, – Jonathan Isaac, man, it just – every time they were about to make that jump, they were, you know, primed to be a top five seed or, like, they were just clicking. Uh, you know, Vooch, Jonathan Isaac, Terrence Ross, you know, their mixture of point guards. It just – 
for some reason, it just didn't work out. I love Jonathan Isaac. I loved him in college, so I hate to see his health continue to be an issue for him in his NBA career. But another point about Evan Fournier is, you know, he's been in and out of this lineup too. Like he's been sick. He's, I think, had health and protocol stuff. So it's like he'll play a game here and then he won't play for 10 days. And then he'll play a game here and then he'll play in another six days or he'll play two and then he'll play one. So it's like he, he doesn't really have a ton of time with the Celtics team. And like you said, I think we're starting to see it flourish because he's getting repetitions. You know, I played a lot of baseball in high school and then as a young adult. So it's like if you keep getting that swing, you just keep getting like the parts of your body where they need to be. And then you learn how to play the infield or the outfield with like your teammates. And I play a bunch of pickup basketball too. So, I mean, so it's like pickup ball once you find like that communication with the squad you're rolling with, or like, you know, you find how other guys are playing that that's what Evan Fournier is going through right now with the Celtics. He's getting that familiarization. He's getting that camaraderie built with the Celtics teammates that he's not accustomed to. So he's running through some learning and some uh, changes as well as lack of repetition and in and out and not consistently being able to play. So, um, with that being said, hoop ballers, let's talk about your balls. Yep, your balls and the area around them. Let's talk about manscaped.com. Go there and use promo code. Hoopball20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Use the promo code and go check out all the tools they have of trimming the hedges and taking care of your lawn. Like the Lawn Mower 3.0 with a built-in LED light to help you get into those dark thigh crevices on the inner parts. Also, the Gooch. It is hard to get to the Gooch if you can't see it. So use the LED light with the anti-tugless technology on the Razor. Full, long battery life. Then check out the Weed Whacker. Bring that out of the shed. Use it on your shrubs. Cut down what you need down to bare minimum if you need to. It's got a nice anti-tugless technology just like the Lawnmower 3.0. It's also got a lithium battery. And best news of all, these things are waterproof, so that way you can do it in the shower and take care of business in the cleanest way possible. Hoopball20 is the promo code that's going to get you free shipping as well as 20% off. I recommend using it. I recommend getting the complete care kit with your free shipping and your 20% off. Spend a little extra, get a lot more. There's a good care kit there for us gentlemen, face scrub, shampoo, ball treatment, and the area that surrounds our balls. I believe there's even a pair of underwear in there for our balls. So yeah, that's going to conclude the talk about our balls. Now let's talk about bets. MyBookie.ag is where all the hoop ballers take care of their winnings and where we place all of our wagers that we post in our article in the wager pass, as well as our free plays and our Discord chats. Yes, mybookie.ag. Use promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. 
Let them know that we sent you. Hell, specifically type in my name. I want them to know. But most importantly, you got to let them know what podcast that is. And it is Today in Sports Betting. You let them know that we sent you. And then we, as a family, get to grow. And then we get to set you up to reap more benefits. And that is what's important to us because we are here to help you win money. And that is why we recommend my bookie. Their slogan is bet, win, get paid. And it's quite simply that easy. Use Bitcoin to get going. It's a high recommendation of VM Center at Vince Miracle, our guy. It's a recommendation of me. It's so easy. Dan Bespris, the podfather, Aaron Bruski, the godfather, they get in there, they get going with Bitcoin, they get their money in and out, and it's easy peasy. Who balls the promo code? Use that. Let them know that we sent you mybookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. Now, as a podcast, we have your balls and your bets covered. And without further ado, we have today in sports betting. Yeah, I'm just, I've always been sad to see just kind of how his health has kept him out of that magic lineup, especially with Steve Clifford and them being really, really close to competing there a few times in the Eastern Conference. Um, Portland and Cleveland will be the next game up at 6.30. This is a weird one. You know, Cleveland's been – I don't know if they're tanking or not. I, I mean, they're covering spreads. They're getting 11.5 tonight, over under 229. Lots of movement on the total, a seven-point jump from 222. And then we've seen a hook movement, half point to 11.5 from the opening of 11 for the Portland Trailblazers being the favorite. Is this a game – where we might look at some Garland or sex, like, like maybe look at some sex land tonight, Riley, or does this game interest you at all? Um, you know, I haven't seen a ton of props come out for this game, but I'm, I'm kind of hesitant on why the line is so crazy because the books have been kind of disrespecting the Blazers, especially as of late. And it kind of makes me feel like either Garland or Sexton is going to be out because of this line being so high. Ah, that's a good point taken there. I did not consider that. Um, one thing I will say, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Garland's doubtful sprained left ankle. Forgot about that. Yeah. And then Dame Lillard, you know, he's probable. Uh, Mr. Powell is questionable. So definitely a lot of things to keep an eye on in this game if you want to have a play on it. Like we say here on the show, we don't have to bet on everything. Um, Sometimes our winnings are derived from the uh, stuff we stay away from and that measure. So usually you win some by not playing them. Um, I know you had a brief opinion on this game, and we got a blowout um, potentially here, so it might, you know, Scarif's off a little bit, but with Philadelphia and Houston, got a total set at 223.5 and a 13-point spread for Philly. Joel Embiid, if the effort and the minutes are there, I believe you whispered something to me saying along the lines that you think Embiid could 
have a decent game tonight. I was saying something along those lines. I um, I was checking it out, and earlier this season, Embiid put up a an easy 30-piece, which doesn't seem too hard for Embiid. But like like you were mentioning, it kind of seems like if – if he wants to, if he wants to get the numbers now and with the playoffs coming, I don't really know if they're going to fully, fully invest in Embiid playing tonight against the Rockets who are easily one of the worst teams in the NBA right now. Yeah. They, um, it's crazy how so quickly a handful of teams changed this year. Like it just, right before the deadline and right at the deadline, it was just like, you know, the Rockets, the Magic, the Raptors, a couple other, you know, a couple other teams I can't think of right now, but it was just like, man, that was a gut process. Like they gutted that whole team and Houston struggling, obviously. So if the minutes and the efforts there from Embiid, I, you know, I could second that thought easily. Now, off of a just basic betting standpoint, I, for some reason, I, I can't stop looking at this Houston plus 13. It's already moved a couple of points. I think it should be double digits, but I think it should be closer to 10. But this is just so volatile that I have to stay away from, and I have to have conviction in this. I have not, I have got to not play this, so... Um, we talked about Minnesota, Memphis already at the top. It was a pretty exciting one to touch upon. The Phoenix-Atlanta game, Hootball uh, crew had a night last night watching for that in the last couple minutes for Booker to get his 27th point. I don't know if you were a part of that sweat or not, Riley, but I was sitting there watching the game, and there's two and a half minutes left, and he got back-to-back assists. And I was just like, no, (laughs) he missed a layup. He got the offensive rebound. He kicked it out. He got an assist. And then he he ended up getting a layup in transition, I think it was, uh, for his 26th and 27th point to help cash our over 26 and a half on Devin Booker points. Is he just hot enough right now where we are looking to maybe play some Devin Booker stuff? Or are we looking at, you know, I mean, I like the over in this game. I think there's going to be lots of scoring. It's at 228. These offenses are rolling right now. Chris Paul had a 20-point game, 15-assist game yesterday with zero assists. Absolutely nuts. He's done it three times this season, I think. 15 assists and zero turnovers. That is just – Chris Paul is something. Uh, Phoenix, Atlanta. Riley, your take. Go if you have one. I I do like Devin Booker. I think that – him and the Suns are, I mean, they're obviously one of the best teams in the league with the number one seed in the West right now. Um, they, I think they're getting into full playoff mode where they're trying to get ready to try and be dominant in this year's playoffs and make the best of their, their number one seed. So I, I do like Devin Booker. I also like Trey Young lately on points. He, he's been really questionable from three pointer this year. I, I would stay away from those props, but he does, um, he does tend to get a good amount of points. And I think in a game where 
it's going to be competitive, high scoring. Like you were saying, Trey Young will probably get his. Yeah. Could imagine, you know, and easily see like Booker and Trey Young just going back and forth, back and forth. So maybe uh, once they come out and if the market and the value is right, uh, we see some point totals on those two guys and play the narrative that they're going to be battling and dueling all night that it could also just make for some really fun basketball to watch too. You know, I think this is an NBA game that I'll definitely be tuning into in between baseball innings um, and keeping an eye on some stuff here as well. Both these teams are, I mean, Atlanta's in the playoff picture. Am I correct? I think I'm pretty sure. I have to look at updated standings, but yeah, I'm actually not a hundred percent sure about Atlanta to be quite honest with you. Let's see. Let's see. We'll pull it up. Um, what do we got here? What do we got? Oh, yeah. They're in the East. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Duh, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, they're the fifth seed right now. How about the New York Knicks as the four seed? That's awesome. That is just kind of cool. Not used to seeing the Knicks in the playoff picture that high up. I think the last time the Knicks were in the playoffs, I was in high school and they were an eight seed. They're they're going to be a force this year. It's going to be it's going to be fun to watch the Knicks this year. They're going to be a tough matchup in the playoffs, just for the simple fact that they play that great defense. Ju- Julius Randle's just on a whole another second, third, fourth, and fifth level right now this year. The numbers that that kid puts up is just as a forward, a power forward, you know, I mean, his assist numbers are through the roof. His A to T ratio is great. He rebounds, he hits good percentages. Really, really, really into what Julius Irving, <laughs> Julius Irving, <laughs> Julius Randall brings to the table for the New York Knicks. Hey, Dr. J would have been cool in a Knicks uniform too. So I don't care what anyone says. The uh, Western Conference, now I got the standings in front of me. Yeah, Suns and Jazz tied at the top, 47 and 18. So, believe me you, the Suns will be looking to win this game against another playoff team of the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, we got a really good game right there. I wasn't expecting that. But we should see some fireworks and we should see some offense. Looking forward to it. The... Washington Milwaukee game. All right. So, it, and this is weird. And they were probably thinking because Giannis would be out in the back to back, but Washington actually opened as a one point favorite. And it's quickly been thrown over to minus three and a half. When we started the show at the top, I was looking at this line and it was at minus three. Significant rapid movement. I bet Giannis plays. I think that's kind of what thinking is here. Um, I mean, it's the Wizards, it's the Bucks. A huge part of me wants to go with the Bucks minus 155 on the money line. It's a decent amount of juice. But after that game with Brooklyn, they're clicking. They beat Brooklyn two times in a row. I think Milwaukee's trying to cement their position in the playoffs. So um, this is another spot for a team to send their guys out against lesser competition, but hopefully offer up some value if there are some, you know, props here that we like. We did say Milwaukee's terrible against guards and shooting threes, so maybe we look at Bradley Beal on his three-pointers. 
yeah, Bradley Beal, he's been he's been looking really nice. I would I would take him on some threes. Um uh I would I would also like to say Russell Westbrook just because basically he's he's been doing everything for he got 25 assists last game. Did you see so if he averages 0 points, 0 rebounds, 0 assists for the rest of the season, he'll still average a triple double? That's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. He uh say what you want about Russell Westbrook. Like say what you want. But he's a top five point guard of all time. Of all Personally, times. he is a he is probably one of the best players of all time, for sure. I would even say he's a top three point guard of all time behind uh Magic. And I'm trying to think of another one. I, I had it right on the top of my head. Hmm. Who the hell was it? <laughs> oh, well, no, Oscar Robinson wasn't uh he wasn't a point guard, was he? He wasn't a true one. Not yeah, I wouldn't say true. Okay. Then that's the name I was gonna use, but that's just the name he gets most compared to because of the triple double madness. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're seeing a guy do stuff that a point guard hasn't done since magic johnson and he does it so easily i mean sure his percentages suck his sometimes his teammate chemistry is bad he's weird and loud and obnoxious but so is magic i mean i recently watched a lakers documentary his teammates were not very fond of him the first oh or after his, he was very electric and magnet, magnetistic or me, Oh my God. I can't talk today. Magnetized, you know, people were just drawn to him with his smile and his style of play his first couple of years. But then he developed that relationship with the ownership team and kind of became, he signed that 25 million or 25 year contract. And like he lost a lot of this quote unquote street cred. I would say that Russell Westbrook's gone through some of that stuff personally in his career in a synonymous uh, parallel-like fashion to Magic Johnson's career. But the fact of the matter is the guy gets statistical numbers, all of them, all of them, and it's just nuts. I'm happy and grateful that in my generation we have a player that we can very closely compare to guys like Magic Johnson and Oscar Robinson is that Oscar Robertson because that's honestly that's really cool you know that is really cool um enough about Russell Westbrook because I didn't dedicate 10 minutes of the show to talk about him but I wanted to speak about the Knicks and the Nuggets game because I think and I'm looking at this Knicks plus three and a half. It's come down from five. I think the Knicks can win this game. I do. I just, I think they can. I feel something. I don't know what it is yet. And I haven't really looked into the numbers too deeply, but this Knicks team right now playing every ball to every wall right now. And nine and one in their last 10. That's just crazy. Is there a 
player in this game or is there a player for the Knicks that are just that that you think is fueling it right now that you need to look into a prop bet on I mean I think I think the obvious answer here is either either Julius Randle or um RJ Barrett I mean they're the two two stars right now in New York and right now they're actually playing like they were supposed to when they were brought into the league. And it is, it's honestly really, really fun to watch. And it's really cool to see that it's happening in New York with RJ Barrett and Julius Randall. And another thing that's really cool, look at the guard. Like we've talked so much garbage about the guard play with the Knicks for like the last four years, but look at the quality they've gotten, you know, in Derrick Rose, an aging Derrick Rose, sure. But then Reggie Bullock, that kid's been playing really well for the Knicks this year. Um, Alec Burks in and out with, you know, he's not a point guard, he's a two, but Alec Burks still in that guard room, in and out with tons of injuries this year, inconsistencies. Had a guy try to tell me that in my, you know, main league of record that because I dropped Alec Burks and I had DiVincenzo on my team this year. He was trying to tell me that double D was going to be worse than Burks. And I was just like, okay, sure. Um, So yeah, like you said, Randall, huge. Um, He could have a big night tonight. I like the Knicks in this spot. Are there any guys from Denver that you've looked into yet? Or I'm not sure. This is a later game. So I doubt we have a ton of the prop market open right now, but I know some spots, give you kind of like uh not guesstimations but they'll rough it for you you know you you can find what you think the prop bets might be out there tonight yeah and this game is actually surprising i've actually seen some pretty early um denver and new york props i do like um a few of the denver props i think aaron gordon has played really well against the knicks all year even though it's both of his games prior to this were were in a magic uniform, but um, Michael Porter Jr. he's he's been crazy on on his last in his last 10, 12 games, even before Jamal Murray went out. Yeah. And since since Jamal went out, he's been taking advantage of exactly what he what he should be doing. And didn't Dozier just get hurt for the Nuggets too? Yeah, and so yeah. there's even some more scoring to be going around, and that's that's another reason why I like uh Compazzo. I don't know if you know much about Faku Compazzo, but oh, I do. He's got a fun first name. Yeah, he's he's one of the funnest players to watch. He's he's pretty cool little guy out of Argentina, and he's yeah. uh, he's been hitting threes pretty consistently. So I would I would possibly take his over one and a half threes. You can uh, you can walk up to someone and say Faku <laughs> Compazzo is one of my favorite Denver Nuggets. And, you, and then just walk off. About to get punched. Yeah. And yeah, then it's com- okay. Yeah. Compazzo is one of my favorite Denver Nuggets. Yeah. And then they'll just fit. They'll just fist pump you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna try it out one of these days. Just <laughs> I wish you luck. Complete random person. So, the thing is, you say Faku, and it's like, okay, maybe he's from another country, or like maybe he's. He doesn't speak that great of English. 
So maybe maybe I'll get some tolerance. I don't know. Just pick a small guy. Yeah. No, dude. Hey, little man strength is real. <laughs> I've got I've got a friend. He's like five foot seven. One of the sturdiest folks I've ever encountered. I will not wrestle him. I will not arm wrestle him. Nothing. The guy is just way too strong. So sometimes you don't need the muscle to be super strong. It's it's the center of gravity. It's the balance. It's the core. You know. It's that implantation into the ground. That just sturdiness. Hey, look at fullbacks, man. They're not tall, but they freaking hurt people all the time. They beat people up all the time. Yeah. I learned that short people, and I, I, I am on the verge of being very disrespectful here, and I apologize, but my aunt is a midget, so I think I, <laughs> I've got my card. Uh, short people scare me. I don't try to fight them. Not that I go out looking to try to fight people in general, but it's like I definitely wouldn't fight that guy. You know, I've seen my uncle. He's five foot eight, and I've seen him in action, and it's kind of scary. So, nonetheless, people do not fight short people. That is the lesson here on Hootball today. Um, they got a hidden strength. It's in there. So, you want to talk about the Spurs in the Jazz game? or the Kings or the Pacers? Are there any other intriguing spots for you tonight that you're waiting for props to come out on in the market? Is there something you're keeping an eye out on other than obvious health stuff? But what's Riley looking at to wrap up this NBA card? Um, You know, I don't, I haven't been seeing a ton in Sacramento or Indiana Um, props there. There just hasn't been much to open up. So, Obviously, there's some questions probably around Fox and the Kings lineup. Um, I I would maybe look at De- DeMar DeRozan in the Spurs game, potentially um, Rudy Gobert, but he's not super consistent in the number-wise, but he's just such a good player that he he just changes his team. So It's going to be a super low total when it comes out, I imagine, anyways, but you look at the centers or the big men for the Spurs and see who they're going up against, you might look at like an under points and rebounds kind of thing for Jakob Pertl, just off of uh, educated guess, innocent bystander opinion, <laughs> like uh, just based off basic basketball insight, knowledge, and just uh, perception that I've seen. Obviously, Gobert, a first-team All-NBA defender, gobbles up rebounds um i don't think there's going to be a lot of opportunity or space now the thing is it, it, this could be a blowout so and i feel like we're saying that about every single game but it's um these lines right now for the nba and we were talking about it off air riley but the lines right now that the odds makers are putting out <clears throat> i'm sorry papa Bespers, but they're bullshit they are bullshit the people the odds makers are, and this is, all right, so this is specifically MLB for my rant, so I can save it, but they are setting these weird lines right now, and the value's diminishing, and I think they're scared, too, with the volatility of the NBA, 
But I mean, we're seeing more juice lately on the prop side. We're seeing lopsided odds because of a starting pitcher for a crap team in the MLB already. Like we're seeing all sorts of just weird market setting measures and I ain't for it. And I'm here to call them out. With the NBA games, I think we have some really good nuggets. Um, information. I think we got a couple good nuggets in Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. also, but as far as information goes and your brain and your insight, Riley, you've definitely added a fold to the show with these prop bets and just the general NBA insight. So I am excited about that. I'm excited to get in on these props tonight. I'm telling you, it's like the first thing I do when I wake up. I check, I see what props you and Keith are on to start the day. And I write it down on a sticky note. I put it on my desk. So that way I don't forget. And you guys take care of me. So thank you. Oh, you've done your fair share of helping me out with your place. So I I really appreciate you. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate those kind words. It's, uh, you know, I had a losing night in MLB last night. So that kind of stunk. Had a push in there and then lost the uh, Royals team total over four and a half they scored three in the first three innings and then they decided to just let the indians score the rest of the seven runs so it's the way it goes sometimes um you've made a few baseball plays in the wager pass haven't you or do you do you mess around with baseball much i thought i've seen you make a couple plays yeah i do like baseball um i'm a little selective right now i'm i'm still like kind of like you were saying the the lines and everything that are kind of coming out are just I'm just trying to figure out the, how to best maximize the MLB right now and I think it's going to be a little bit of a process this year. Yeah. It's going to be a little different of a process. I think baseball's a little different just like every sport has been since the return of COVID. I think it's going to be important. I mean, this is I'm constantly just trying to saturate myself in baseball. Even if I don't catch everything, I'm trying to have a radio program going. I'm trying to have a game going and I'm trying to have my phone in front of me with the, uh, up, like the live score tickers, you know, that I like to use DK live. It's great for DFS stuff. You can have a live at bat, for every game, like right in front of you, who's at bat, who's pitching the count, who's on base, like their DFS points already They're It's got all sorts of great tools in it. And I do that because it's really important with high volume betting. And I am a high volume better. I am in college football. I am in college basketball, uh, college football, college basketball. I'm not sure if I said the same sport twice. Uh, so it's so important, so important with, baseball to just even if you're not consciously taking I fall asleep to listening to the MLB radio channel on Sirius XM because the round trip roundup is one of the best things because a it helps me remember oh yeah that's how that team did going into tomorrow this is what I need to look for a b c such and such la di da like I'm sure I'm speaking stuff that people are like yeah Devin duh that makes yeah, like why why wouldn't you do that? 
But for me, it's important to reiterate because for myself, and like you, I, I feel you and I are pretty similar betters, Riley. We're always on the hunt for that value or that nugget that's going to help us out in the next bet that we make. And uh, that's why I love baseball so much because there's so much of it. Baseball and college basketball are just it for me. And college football too. College football, boy, oh boy, oh boy, don't get me started. I'm about to be able to go buy my 2021 season preview, my 600 pages of information that I highlight and I write in and I dog ear and I, oh, college football, Riley. All the football. I'm so excited for football to be back. I usually get so excited for all the football, like you said, like NFL, because I'm in a serious fantasy league. It's like my fourth year with the same guys and we're all really good friends. But my excitement for the NFL definitely peaks out around week six, week seven, and then it starts fizzling. And then by week 11, I'm just like, meh, okay. And then like a couple weeks later, we get more into like the playoff scenarios. Then I get more excited. And then I love playoff NFL football. I love playoff NFL football, but for college football, I could talk about Arkansas state from day one to day, however many days there are in the college football season to the end of bowl season. I could talk about Marshall and Florida international and Duke and Vanderbilt football for 300 days in a row and not wink an eye. Something about college sports, the collegiate aspect. And it's probably because I grew up in Oklahoma and we didn't have any pro teams until the Thunder, my eighth and eighth grade year. Um, so I've got that special tie to college sports, I guess. No, and I, I love looking at all of the the small the small conference schools, all the small dogs. Those are that's that's my game in college football. I love that. Well, as a I'm not sure if you're still listening to the show now that you're a part of the team, but as a former listener and supporter of hootball here, um, yeah, that's right, y'all. That's how Riley started. Riley and Blake, they're both on the team now, kicking ass, kicking tail, and they started by listening to my weird-ass voice on the show. I think that's really cool. I like it. Anyways, random tangent, but as you probably recall from college football season. I love my Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. And on tally site, I ended as the number one analyst in all departments for Coastal Carolina games. Spread, total, over, under. Or spread, total, money line. And uh, when you find a small market, when you find small value-based teams like that, that not a lot of people know a lot about, including the odds makers, you're going to find value and you're going to find a leg up. That's why I don't understand just folks that are all about like the high pro, uh, what uh, high, oh my gosh, I can't think of the word. High profile teams. Yeah, yeah, or matchups or prolific. That's what I was like, prolific matchups, you know, like the Clemsons and the, uh, what was a big game they were involved in? The Notre Dame games. Like, sure, those were great. I had money on them. 
but I'm equally as excited for Coastal Carolina and Arkansas State, you know, like if not more excited. I love the small schools, the MAC. Obviously. The MACTION, I love it. Love the MACTION. Got the Fun Belt and MACTION. Fun Belt, Sun Belt, MACTION, Action. It's just, it's the best. And I miss it. Like I literally have goosebumps in both arms right now. Like my hairs are like in the air. It's ridiculous. College football, hurry up, baby. Come home to daddy. I need some need some love. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring on the fall. I put oh, no, I'm not gonna say that. Uh I was gonna I'm gonna say it. I put the lotion on the skin. College football, please. Please. All right, so Let's talk a little bit about baseball. I love the NBA and the prop stuff that we've got covered. And I'm honestly a little ticked at today's MLB card. It's a weird one. We were talking about the odds makers and them doing their weird facetious odds making psychology setting. Just numbers i don't know what they're trying to do and it's bothering me that i can't quite grasp it right now and i'm looking through some of these games and my thing is i don't like forcing stuff you know just in general in life as a sports better as a analyst as a podcast host as a person like i just i don't like forcing stuff like if you have to force something then it's obviously not meant to be right you know so i'm looking at some of the line movement i'm looking at some of the starting pitchers and i am just a little at loss today for one because it is such a weird card and then also these pitching matchups it's like a really great pitcher versus a medium rotation pitcher or a guy who's really 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 struggled all year like max freed for the braves against a guy who's historically just terrible and a guy like the bash and eric fetty wap um for the nationals nationals are only a plus 110 underdog with fetty on the mound max freed He's been very just bad, just bad this year. I get it. And the Braves are not playing really well right now at all. But for the Nationals in the spot to only be a plus 110 underdog with a bad pitcher of their own on the mound, that's one I don't understand. But I also moved my focus from the total or from the sides to the total. And I locked in over eight and a half last night. It's moved up to over nine in some spots. The bullpens on both these teams. And then with these two starters, I just, I can't imagine the under uh, sitting anywhere near probability of happening. Like it just doesn't uh, make much sense to me. There is left to right wind today, 14 miles per hour. So that is going to be tricky. Manny Gonzalez, the lead umpire for this game. The home team has a money line record of 0-3. 
And I do like the Braves in this spot. So the question is, can the Nationals not hit lefties as good as they normally do in the season? Because they are really good at hitting lefties. Look at some team totals. Over four for the Nationals is at minus 130. Over four and a half for the Braves, minus 115. This might be a spot where I just go ahead and look at both team totals. I've been doing that in a lot of games lately. I've been playing about, depending on slate size, you know, six to 12 different teams' team totals. And I'll just knock it down to a half unit play uh, for all of them, unless I have a huge conviction and value based play on one. Then I'll tackle it. But for the most part, you know, it's, I'm being, I'm profitable with these team totals right now and I'm digging it. Um, Riley, sorry to be long winded here, but is there a baseball game on, t- and I love putting you on the spot. I just, I put everyone, I'm a, I'm a terrible host. I put everyone on the spot. It's just what I do. Um, do you have a baseball game that you're excited for today that you'd want to talk about? Um, you know, I don't. I don't see a ton on the card today, but I I do kind of think there's some value in the Rockies and the Giants game. I don't think that um I don't think the Giants are being favored as much as they probably should be. The Rockies be. even even though they're at home, I the Rockies are a terrible team. They made a yeah. huge mistake getting rid of Nolan Arenado and basically got nothing for it. So Yeah. They got a pitcher who uh hasn't really done anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's made a couple starts, but yeah, I'm glad you brought that game up because uh speaking of saturation and just deep diving myself in all baseball content. Yesterday obviously San Fran played the uh played the doubleheader and hey I'm going to take my props and I'm going to shout myself out because look at what the freaking Giants did against Marquez yesterday in game one. That should have been what happened Monday, and I should have cashed like four separate bets in that Giants-Rockies game. So I'm a little bittersweet, but I ain't mad about it. I just wanted to bring it up. But Alex Dickerson, man, I'm telling you, I was on to something with Dickerson yesterday or the couple days ago. 10 wish, runs in the first inning. Exactly. I freaking wish I could have just kept it. Ugh. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, well, next time around when they see him. Speaking of bad pitchers, John Gray, sure, he only has a 3.15 ERA, but a lot of that's come from him pitching outside of cores. I think he's had more road starts than he has away starts this year. That's off the top of my head. So please fact check that if you care so much to anyone out there. Let me know if I was wrong, but I think I'm right. San Fran, they're atop of the NL West. Like you said, I don't think they're as heavy of a favorite as they should be today. John Gray, absolutely terrible his last start out. Um. I want to look at some peripherals for John Gray just to kind of see how terrible he has been. But, you know, I'm a betting man, obviously, and I would definitely go off on a limb 
uh, or half of a limb and say that John Gray's peripherals and XFib and expected ERA are going to be uh, worse than his base numbers by quite a lot. So once I find him in my numbers here, so he's got a 6.69 ERA expected for tonight and an expected ERA of 5.78 runs tonight. FIB and XFIB both right around the five mark. So expectations tonight, Giants rough John Gray up. Giants over four and a half on the team total. I like it. It's at minus 127, minus 125 in some spots. I'm going to take mine at minus 125. Over four and a half for the Giants team total. I'm going to keep that as a 1.25 unit play to get that one unit. So we're not going to half that one. It's going to be stupid to half unit play a team total on a team that's hitting phenomenally right now in Colorado. Like that would just be moronic. Um, Right now, the Colorado Rockies have a team total set higher than the Giants. And honestly, it's at five, which is the highest I think I've seen for the Rockies this year because they're pretty bad. They lost so much. You know, people forget, you know, sure, they lost Arenado, but they also lost David Dahl. They also lost, um, oh my goodness, I've done this three times today. Uh, Murphy, the veteran, you know, he was an important part to the lineup. You know, they've lost some pieces. They have lost some pieces. So, two years like ago, they had back. DJ LeMayhew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. DJ LeMayhew. Well, he's been, well, he's been a Yankee for like five years now, at least. That's crazy. <clears throat> I remember being in middle school and DJ LeMayhew and Todd. Oh, what was his last name? Helton. Yes. Todd Helton, thank you. First baseman, right? For yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember him, Todd Helton. Man, those Rockies teams. Whenever I was in middle school, were I got his autograph at a uh, Rockies game once. Oh wow! Oh, and Tulo. Can't forget about Tulo. Tulo was on those teams. Man, yeah, those Rockies teams. They've just been like a really cool team for a long time. <laughs> Just like one of the coolest MLB teams. So that game's at 210 today. So we actually have some afternoon baseball on that. We can wrap up the San Fran, Colorado talks. <clears throat> Excuse me. Real briefly, because I don't trust Jordan Montgomery and Houston rakes against lefties. Over nine in the Yankees Astros game went over last night. No sweat. Went over on the Yankees team total. No sweat. I'm going over four and a half for the Rocky or man, I still got San Fran and Colorado in my brain for Houston. And that's at a nice minus 110. So not a ton of juice at all. Over nine, you'll probably run into nine and a half in some spot. That's okay. 10 is my magic number. I think they get to 11. Let's back the over and let's back some offense in this Houston, New York game. So you're a Rockies fan, right, Riley? I mean, just assuming since you grew up in or you're from Colorado. I'm a I'm a salty Rockies fan salty because of Rocky. our because of our uh, 
our off season moves and things, but yes. Yeah. I, I feel for you. I really hope that they can find a way to keep Trevor's story. <clears throat> I know there's a lot of talk of him getting moved at the deadline. Um, a lot of Marquez and John Gray talk getting moved to like, it just, again, this is another one of those teams, you know, to loop it back to the NBA stuff. It was just like, they changed so quickly. And like, what was the point of that Arenado move? You know, like you they didn't said we get were getting pieces, but we didn't you, really get anything out of it. You got peace. Yeah. And I think they like took him off of y'all's books like almost his whole contract or something. But yeah. To not get at least two draft picks and then a couple of pieces for Arenado. I mean, this guy's been the best third baseman in the majors f- for what? 7 years now? Yeah, our, I mean, he could have won the the NL MVP for a couple years probably. Yeah. And to get one left-handed arm for I, I, and a I couple prospects that may turn into something, you know, it's frustrating for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel for you because <laughs> here is a, excuse me, man, this frog. I, you know, this is number 19, I believe guys. I am a Chicago Cubs fan and we had a terrible off season and lost a ton of guys and we are just terrible right now. So at least we got ours in 2016. I can hold on to that. There's a lot of folks that didn't get to see a Cubs world series in their lifetime. So I will take it where I can get it. Speaking at least of that, you got one in. Yeah, at least we got one. Um, Dodgers Cubs, you know, starts at six forty tonight on ESPN. <clears throat> kind of jumping around the card here because I know, man, Riley. A part of me feels a little bad, but like I'm just kind of taking you along the MLB journey. <laughs> you know, just grabbing you by the arm and yanking you through the MLB as I talk about it right now. But uh, Dodgers Cubs Walker Bueller. Bueller facing Alzale. Um I think you just look at the over. I mean, it's Wrigley Field. I hate to be that guy. Wind's really not doing anything. So it's uh, it's going to be about 48, 50 degrees. Cooler night. I don't know. So maybe not. It's seven and a half. I feel like one team could get that total easily with the way this series has gone. Real quickly, going to make my Boston play over nine. Lots of confidence in that. Casey Mize, Miguel Perez, or Martin Perez, sorry. Excuse me. Subpar pitching is the storyline in this one. I think we're going to see a lot of runs, and I would not be gun-shy at all at looking at maybe both teams' team total overs. I was on under three and a half for the Tigers last night, and they scored seven. So we'll see how they come back to earth. Games I will not be talking about, just to make it easy and get it out of the way. New York Mets, St. Louis Cardinals. I've got the series price at plus 125 for the cards to win. Going to need them to uh, 
take care of business today. They got lucky. They didn't have to face DeGrom. So that was huge for me. This is a doubleheader, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Doubleheader. Another big reason why I won't be talking about it. Arizona, Miami, Luke Weaver, Pablo Lopez. I just don't trust either of these guys. Over, under, set at seven and a half. The over has plus 105 juice to it. This is the stuff I'm talking about, Riley. This Just this total in this game makes no freaking sense. You got terrible, terrible pitching from Arizona, terrible bullpen, a decent offense that can slug, and we're getting a total of 7.5, and, and it's at plus 105. There's just so much fish. There's so much fishy element within this card. And the the pairing of totals and the juice and the odds, there's just no value. I mean, I, there there is some value, but like there is just I am really just not happy with the odds makers today. This is just garbage. Miami, it's, can, it's yelling trap all the way. Yeah, yeah. And then you look at the under, and it's shaded minus one fifteen. I mean, I know Miami has struggles offensively, but this game, I mean, these two teams went over last night and they flew over the total. And Arizona hasn't been as bad as as people would have thought this year. They've been pretty impressive. No, they, um, you know, in Luke Weaver's last start, he did all right. And that game went under, if I remember right. It's a dome. Miami... I don't think they got, yeah, they got their guys back. Brian Anderson's not injured anymore. Miguel Rojas is good to go. You got really good balance against right-handed pitching between the hitters for this Arizona team. Over three and a half for both team totals. Minus 107 for Arizona. Even though this is technically, now Alcantara is the Marlins ace, but, you know, Lopez is pretty dang good. He's right behind him. With the ability to slug and the amount of walks that the Diamondbacks have drawn, I am looking to make a play on Arizona's team total. I might be on the wrong side here. That weird fishiness as far as the total and the odds go makes me feel a little weird. But I like Arizona right now. I mean, they're playing above 500. The power, the slugging, the smart hitting. I think that they got a chance, a chance of uh, hitting their team total. And there's a good amount of money coming on them as the underdog. Money and bet tickets. So a lot of faith in Arizona throughout the industry today. From what I'm seeing so far, off of two uh, 2,600 bets that I'm tracking. Pablo Lopez just scares me though, Riley. He's a damn good pitcher. Yeah, it's it's definitely a scary one to to trust the Arizona Diamondbacks to do anything for you. But I woke up feeling dangerous today, so uh, let's let's see how it goes. It's our middle name. Yes, the man. I really wish that the man. This eleven thirty five start time for the White Sox and the Reds. Just a really weird one. 
starts in about three minutes. Probably should have talked about this one first, but we're it's going to be so overlayered and overlaid that it's <clears throat> excuse me that it's not really prevalent, which sounds bad. But um, <clears throat> Great American Ballpark got to take the over. It pushed last night. The run the runs did not come in for the Reds. They scored zero. And the White Sox still scored nine with no Luis Robert after losing him to that hip flexor tear. I'm going to go right back to the over. Over eight, minus 105. Again, weird shade, though. Weird odds on a number that I like. You know, Great America Ballpark, you would expect to see the over getting the minus 115 shade, not the under eight. It's Keuchel. He's been terrible this year. Sonny Gray, sure, yeah, he had a great start his last time out, but look at whatever else he's done before that and around that in his peripherals. I'm going to do what I did yesterday in this game. I'm going to take the total, and I'm going to go ahead and drop bets on both team totals. Chicago White Sox over three and a half. Cincinnati Reds over four. Sprinkle half units on the team totals. And then we're going to play full units on the total. And we have three bets just like that in the Cincinnati Chicago White Sox game. Going to be starting really, really soon, y'all. So. This isn't anything that you're going to be able to probably get in on. This is me trying to do my diligence for my pocketbook as I record this show for y'all because I like to place bets too, and I'm selfish. So according to my ex-wife, Riley, so. Hey, I'm making bets with you, so I'm selfish too. It's good. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm into it. Um, all right. Let's see where my card takes me next. I'm going to speed up here, move on real quickly. Um, I mentioned games I'm not going to talk about. Uh, let me throw Toronto-Oakland in there again. Real briefly, I like Oakland at minus 125. I think they're playing really good right now. They got out of that funk. They got healthy. Tampa Bay, Los Angeles. Kittredge on the mound for Ota- uh, on the mound. And then Otani is on the mound for the angels. I don't like playing or placing bets in games that Otani's pitching in. It's just a weird dynamic. It's like a Babe Ruth complex. Like it's just too weird, too weird. It's amazing to watch. It's fun to watch, but it's, it's something you need to stay away from in the betting world for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's a weird dynamic. That's for sure. Milwaukee, Millie versus Philly, I ain't got any interest in. Um, Texas, Minnesota. I might look at the under here. I tried the under last night, but then the Rangers decided to put up like a sixth spot in the seventh or eighth inning, I think. Minnesota was leading like 3-1 for 76% of the ballgame. But I uh, I want to try to hit one of these unders in the Texas game. I was talking about it in yesterday's show, how I have been missing on the overs. 
So let me try it two days in a row here. I was close last night. I, I, I was really close. And I think I can be today. So we'll get that one in there. Cleveland, Kansas City. I'll make my Kansas City Royals play here. And this is a tough one. I mean, this is just honestly tough. The Royals are going against Shane Bieber. They do have Brady Singer going out there for them. Now, if the Indians' bats don't do anything, the Royals have a chance. The Royals have got to get some runs against Shane Bieber, which we've seen people do in his last start. So this is going to be a pure underdog play for me. Royals plus 135. Again, Shane Bieber and the Indians. I'm liking that. I I don't think the Indians should be a minus 160 favorite just because Shane Bieber's on the mound. Exactly. Maybe last year's team because they were better and Shane Bieber was... It's going to be hard. It's going to be so hard to do what he did last year this year. So yeah, Casey's really good. They're they're yeah, squad. They're hitting. So like I said, they can barrel up some balls. They got some guys like Soler. If he gets a hold of a Bieber fastball, Hunter Dozier, if he gets a hold of one on a good spot in the bat, it's gonna leave the yard. You know, it just takes one decent barreled ball to change the complex of a whole baseball game. Pittsburgh, San Diego. I was on San Diego's team total over four and a half last night. That sucked. That was a poo-poo pick of the day. Pittsburgh getting JT Brubaker on the mound. You Darvish got a pitching matchup. Over under is sit at six and a half. Pirates don't score any runs. The Pirates and the Padres, in the this is the second time they've played this year, series-wise. They just haven't scored any runs against each other. But I'm not taking under six and a half. And wh- what the hell even is that anyways, odds makers? Under six and a half at minus 105? That is just... I think the kids say triggered. But like I am starting to just get really frustrated with the odds makers today. Under six and a half. Are you serious? Like, and It just doesn't make no sense. It was at seven to give them that credit. So, man, staying away from that one, staying far away from that one. I wouldn't bet that with your money, Riley. That is not a fun one to look at. All right. Baltimore, Seattle. John put some damn respect on my name means against yourself, Kikuchi, both lefties. And guess what? Kikuchi almost had a no-hitter last game. I love fading pitchers coming off of no-hitters, and I also love fading pitchers coming off of near no-hitters because they get a little more gassed mentally, I think. Like, and these guys are professionals, sure. But the fact of the matter is the hitting upgrade for the Orioles against lefties, absolutely ridiculous. They hit against lefties so, so well. Cedric Mullins hitting 395. Austin Hayes hitting 364. Pedro Severino hitting 310. Ryan Mountcastle hitting 303. 296 for Freddie Galvis, who is a terrible offensive shortstop. 
Mikel Franco, terrible third baseman as far as offense goes, hitting 265 against lefties. 295 for Trey Mancini. I mean, these guys just got bats throughout the lineup, and I think they're going to be able to get to Yusei Kikuchi today, the lefty. Over three and a half for the team totals. My issue is if Yusei Kikuchi has a great first five, this Mariners bullpen is one of the best in the majors right now, or for this, you know, right now in the season, you know, what we've got sample size-wise. So this is purely me banking on them getting some good at-bats against the left-handed pitcher who's coming off a draining start. Not real big data number points in that one for you, just baseball mind thinking and perception working there. John Means 3-0 on the year, 1.70 ERA. And I think that's going to wrap up my rant on MLB today, Riley. Yeah, I think I don't have I don't really have anything else in the MLB. It's a like you were saying, it's just a really weird day in the MLB. So, which out of 162 days, we're gonna have a few of them. You know, it's can't complain too much. At least, at least we have sports to bet on. You know, that's one thing I've got to keep reminding myself of because a year and a half ago, two years ago, what however long it's been since the shutdown happened, year and some change. Uh, we would be dying for some Padres Pirates baseball. <laughs> so I uh, am trying to count my graces here. The um, There's something else I was looking at. I wanted to make a point on before we moved on, but I done did forgot it. I like the balance of games today. Got a lot of decent mid-afternoon stuff. Got some 2.40 start times. That Baltimore-Seattle game starts at 2.40. San Fran-Colorado at 2.10. Early evening games. Lots of games starting right around 6. Got some fun NBA props to keep our eyes on. And now, y'all know who Riley is. Y'all got Mr. Sorbet on the podcast. Mr. Smooth and Sweet. So... It was a pleasure to be here. I was fun to listen to the podcast live, basically. Yeah. And yeah, just be a part of it. Be a part uh, of it. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I, um, you know, I had a little, I've had little moments like that since I've been doing this show where it's like, I've been very fortunate to get some of the folks onto the show that I have been able to, you know, most recently Joe Osborne from Odd Shark. And it's like, I'm sitting here doing this podcast and I'm listening to this guy talk, right? And he's one of the people that I really, really look up to like within the industry. And it's just like, oh, right. Yeah, this is Joe Osborne. Like you just kind of, it was like, I've seen the guy, you know, talk and talk about sports betting and him make his points about first five betting and NBA quarter betting. And, but for him to actually like talk on the podcast in front of me, with me, to me, uh, about work of his that I'm really familiar with. It's just like, ah, that's so cool. Like, so that's a big reason why I like this show. I love getting people on. I love getting insight and, uh, I love growing and growth and learning. So it's, yeah, that's what we're all about here on Hootball. You know, we're going to continue to try to grow 
or not try. I mean, we will grow. There is no try. There is just do. And according to uh, Yoda, I know yesterday was the fourth, but I like Star Wars always. So I'm going to use references to those cinematic films whenever I want. Um, so yeah, Riley, thanks again, man. Like I'm super happy that we've got you on the team. Super happy that we've got you on the show. Lots more to come. And again, folks, if you don't know where to find him, he is at Riley, R-I-L-E-Y, which is really hard for me, Riley, because my son's name is Riley and he spells it the R-E-I-L-L-Y way. And uh, so I always got to program myself to make sure I spell your name right. R-I-L-E-Y underscore Sorbo, S-O-R-B-O on Twitter. Make sure to follow him, find him, keep an eye on his work within the wager pass. He's teaching all of us some stuff about prop betting, mostly how to win. So I'm really into it. I'm here for it, in fact. So Riley, I'm going to wrap the show up here. Do you have any last words you want to throw out there? We'd love to uh, get you on here super quickly again. And once more, glad that you're part of the team, bud. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm happy to be part of the Hoopball family and uh, can't wait to see where, where we can take this, where, where it grows. And um, I'm ready to, ready to go after the, the props and getting ready and more excited for the NBA playoffs. So hopefully we'll be on the podcast here soon. Absolutely. Playoff basketball holds a very special place in my heart. So, you know, I'm going to want some prop deep dives. I'm just going to keep bringing you on the show a, because I like having a co-host and B because selfishly I need to, you know, just get your nuggets on the podcast so I can just sit here and write them down and get them fresh off the mind for you. Um, for me, you know, I don't know if y'all noticed this or not, but I am a selfish podcast host. I bring folks on that I like, that I want to listen to them talk. I, I ask the questions I want, and I typically talk about the stuff that I want. So, But we haven't gotten a one-star review yet. So we are chugging along. Speaking of reviews and stars and you know, putting quantitative measures on that, five-star reviews are good for your chance to win some cash with us. NSA, no strings attached. FWB, friends with bets. You know, that's what you're looking for. And we've got you covered. Just need a five-star review. A few nice words, if you will. Screenshot it. Take a picture of it. Send it to me at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. Or at, you can send it to Papa Bespris, at Dan Bespris. And then, uh, you know, send it on over to team at hoop-ball.com. You know, if you want to email it, let us know. We'll get you in there on that drawing. Still collecting some folks, letting every last one in that wants to. I'm sure we'll wrap up soon, but again, I'm selfish and I want five-star reviews. So get on it, y'all. Help us out. Help us grow. If we grow, then we can grow what we can offer you. And then you can grow 
and stuff like that. It, it, it all works together. As always, at the end of the show, you know how it goes. I send you all of my good vibes and all of my good energies. I want you to have a positive day. If you can, help someone out. Be kind, be nice, be safe, be healthy, and be yourself. How about that? That's a good way to end it there. Riley, thanks again, bud. I am stoked for more to come. Let's get this show on the road. Today in sports betting is out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.